How much do you know about Norse mythology? I know what movies and video games and comic books tell me. And some, I have done some investigating on my own, but All I right. feel like you know a lot more than I do. You know absolutely nothing of Norse mythology. Okay, great. Sorry. I hate to break it to you, but they're all way, way off. Like Thor, Loki, ain't brothers. Sorry. You know, um, there's no uh, alter ego to Thor. You know, he doesn't have that. Uh, what's that guy's name? David Blake or something like that? Yeah, uh, Donald Blake. Donald Blake. That's what it is. Yeah, I yeah. hate that with old Kane and turns into the all nerds. I, I think the idea is interesting because, like, you know, slapping the, like, he doesn't know he's Thor and then he finds out he's Thor. Like, I think that's just secret cool. identity. It's a twist on the whole Superman Clark Kent thing. Yeah, really but it was it fun. All right. Yeah. But uh, one of my favorite things about mythologies in general is origin stories of like how the cosmology works and how everything was was made right so that's what i'm going to tell you today is the norse mythology cosmology oh i like the way that sounds it's a good i <laughs> like a lot that, of ologies right? yeah norse mythology cosmology you know it's good it's good all right so before the before where there was no time there was muspelheim and uh Oh, what is it? Uh, Svartalheim, right? So you got you got the fire and you got ice. That's all. And in the middle, you got Gnungagap. And Gnungagap is the yawning void. All right. It's 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 good. It's it's great. You know, that's where the weather's fine. There's no there's no matter, but there's but there's ice and there's fire, and in between is the mist. So the first being is Surtur, and he's a Muspelheim, right? Up in the fire. He's a giant. He's huge. He just sits there on his throne. It's all right. Now, Emir just kind of appears out of nowhere. Now, don't get him mixed up with Mumir because Emir and Mumir are two different characters. Now, I hear all I'm hearing is a lot of mirrors. Mirror, mirror, <laughs> meerkats? Nah. Mumir, right, is, okay. is the guy who gets his head cut off. If you've seen like God of War, uh, the video game from the, the newer ones with the Norse mythology, he's, that's yeah. Mumir. That is. Oh, okay. uh, that's Odin's like, what would you say? It's like a like an uncle, right? And he's the one he gets a well. That's later in the story, All right? But Emir is the first giant, the first frost giant, and he is huge. He's beyond huge, right? And then there's a cow that just appears, just a random ass cow with no horns, and he drinks from the udders of that cow for sustenance. All right, so the cow gets his her sustenance from the ice blocks that are just formed in the Gnungagap. She licks that stuff. She keeps licking. And then eventually, Bori, no, Bor, sorry. It's Bor, and then Bori. So Bor, uh, he appears out of the ice, right? Now, Bor marries uh, Besselum or something like that. Well, a giant that is born from Ymir's armpit and or um, uh, like in between his legs because he has children that way too he's just self-procreated he is like uh what you know those flatworms and um evolution the movie you ever see that oh yeah yeah so it's the flatworms they reproduce asexually no fun bummer all right so that that's how the first giants are formed right are from amir uh his armpit his left armpit in particular and his in between his legs rubbing and boar marries one of those giants all right and then they have bori okay and then he marries another giant <laughs> all right now bori 
has Vili, Ve, and Odin as children. All right, so Odin, Vili, and Ve. Now they're all getting bored in Gnungagap. They're like, there ain't nothing here to do. We got giants everywhere. Ugh. So what they decide to do is stab good old Ymir right in the in their heart. And then he just gushes blood everywhere, all right? And so the blood is just pouring, pouring. This is one of their the connecting, like, flood myths that go around, like, the world. Like, every culture has a flood myth. And this is Norse mythology's flood myth, is that all the giants but two die in this, in this gushing of blood because they are able to get on top of a wooden box. How does Odin and wow. Billy and they survive? Who knows? You know what? It, oh my God, that's crazy. All right. I, I got, there's so much I want to say, but go ahead. Okay. Okay. So out of Emir, they form the the sky out of his skull cap. Like right here, right? You know, the little skull cap. They form the sky out of that. His brains become clouds. His bones become mountains. His teeth and pulverized bone out of the ensuing battle become like the rocks and the beach and stuff like that. Um, while Vili and Vey and Odin are, you know, scouting out the new land they just created out of their great grandpa pretty much at this point, right? Um, they come across ash, an ash tree and an um, um, uh, elm tree and the, they make the first humans. For The man is called a uh, Ask and the woman is called Embla, right? Out of, you know, ash and elm, elm wood. Uh, they were just, you know, washed up on the shore. So they're using that. They create, uh, they carve into existence here, uh, ears to hear, you know, mouth to speak, a head to think, you know, all that stuff. Uh, one breathes life, the other one carved, and Odin gave like spirit to them. So that's so how this humans is like are made. The creation story. Yeah. This is like the Norse mythology creation story. Yeah. It's one of my, that's my favorite thing about mythologies is just learning about. Uh, their creation stories. It's a lot like um, zombie movies. I just my favorite thing about zombie movies is finding out how did the zombies become zombies. You know what I'm saying? Well, most actually most zombie movies have an origin tale, but like okay, so what was it? Ash and Elma or Elk and Elma? What okay, was it again? so it's, they it's sound like Minnesota farmers. Emla is 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 the female made of elm, and Ash okay, Emla. is made of ash. And, and he's okay, so that's Adam and Eve, basically. Yeah, so basically, that's Adam an Adam and Eve. Eve story, and that predates an Adam and Eve story. It predates Adam and Eve in the sense of uh, the tale was created before being introduced to Christianity. Who I don't know, like, you know, which one was made first, but they were made independently. You know what stands out to me right away, and I've thought about this many times with any like religious or mythologi or mythological stories, is the weird attention to detail. And I, I my brain focuses on that. So like you know, like you said, it has to be the left armpit or Yeah, you know, right. Like why of, why the why the left armpit? I feel like it's the writer's attempt to legitimize the content. To make it seem like, because you know, when someone tells a story, the more mm. detail they have, it's like when you tell a lie, the more mm -hmm. you, you detail you can re recite perfectly, the more believable it sounds, right? Yeah, no, you know, no, like no, The no, further for sure. you can get questioned into it. So it's like someone was really paying attention to what was going on and they noticed, not only was it his armpit, it was the left armpit. It was like, wow, well, why? Well, and maybe like, that has to do with the heart, you know, that's on the left side. And maybe, so, yeah, like, it, by, yeah, by like I don't know. Hmm. 
Well, you think that, like there's quicker that, access to the Yeah, I don't know. But like in between the legs makes sense because that's where the genitals are. So, I mean, it maybe also made has, me think of because he's all uh, Mimir or Emir, sorry, is mm. uh, is is I don't know, multisexual. He's 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 uh, what do you call that? Tra- uh, not what gender you, fluid. Like, no, it's like he's both at the same time. <laughs> oh, like a hermaphrodite, um, hermaphroditic. Yeah, he's hermaphrodite. He's a hermaphrodite, or she, it, they, it, they, yeah, it. whatever. No, they is a person. We can't call him they. So just call him Hermie. I don't Hermie, know. Like Hermes Trismegistus. Hermias. That sounds like Hermias. it could be male or female. Oh, I like it. Hermias. <laughs> Maybe that's an actual um, word I've heard. I don't know. Well, there's well, there's Hermes, right? The, the yeah. uh, One of the Greek gods. And then there's Hermes Trismegistus, who comes out of uh, Thot and Hermes, pretty much. They, the, the two cultures, you know, Egypt and Greece, kind of like, you know, intermingled a lot. Uh, later in down the line and he's uh said to have written down on the jade tablets a bunch of esoteric knowledge well that's man you know it's so so many so much like movie content like hollywood content and books and comics when they adapt it they really make it much more lovable and friendly than the original stories and it makes me wonder like well, why why change the story that much? Why make it so innocent and PG and well, politically the correct when the original tales. stories seem to just seem to make people happy just the way they were? I guess, or maybe they weren't. Maybe they're meant to be like horror stories. Well, I think like a lot of fairy tales. Like uh, you look at Grimm's, right? Hmm. They uh, th- they start off very violent, but as the time goes on. They, I don't know if it's that they were starting to become written for children because I've heard that argument is that they originally necessarily weren't for young children, maybe like, um, like you know, your 12 year olds, but not necessarily for like six year olds. And then later it was getting written down for younger and younger audiences, so they were trying to cut back on the ultra violence. Hi, this is Marco from Audio Pong, your podcast about the human experience. During this short break, please consider supporting the show by checking out our Patreon page in the links provided at AudioPong on Twitter and listen to us on any of your favorite platforms. What helps more than anything is sharing AudioPong with others. You can also contact us directly through email with AudioPong at gmail.com. Zach and I appreciate your support. Our goal is to keep making content that matters. And now, Back to the show. What is He's a restart. Whoa, whoa. Yeah. Well, the other unique thing, too, about Norse mythology, right, is that it wasn't necessary like it it wasn't translated as as broadly or as or uh, um, what's a good word like it wasn't articulated as broadly as it is for us as it was for them in those times right like it was put on like rune sticks and or or, or really just spoken by word of mouth like storyteller so, style yes um with with norse mythology there's there's a few different things that goes in, go into it with uh, uh source material mm-hmm. so our only source material for Norse mythology is from the prose Edda and the poetic Edda, 
And the poetic Edda is written in skaldic poetry, different forms of that, right? Because there's a lot of alliteration that goes into that kind of poet, poetic form. Um, and then the prose Edda is Snorri Sturling, or Snorri Snorriston, uh, trying to write down it in a like a in a tale format in a in a prose, right? Instead of being poetic. So with the poetic Edda, you can prove that it was, um created before it was written down by the way that the words have mutated and changed so like different things would have alliterated going back you know further in time going to like the 800s instead of the 1200s when it was written down and uh you can see in the in the poetry aspect that these two words would have rhymed uh alliterated i should say and that they don't now so and that would happen had happened this many years ago that that the mutation. I see, yeah i feel like too like especially humans we do this even now i mean we struggle with this even in just social media I- interpretation right and when someone back in ancient times would be writing down the story of the myths it would be kind of how either they were one told to write it or or b or like a they were told to write it that way or b they just interpreted and said and filled in the gaps where they thought it made more sense or just or like miscopied you said, it. Make, or miscopy or just made straight they're, up made a mistake because they were yeah, drunk monks like um a lot of greek <laughs> like bibles are, are miscopied and like uh there's like arguments like you know the the saying uh it's easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than it is for a rich man to get into heaven so i've never heard that you never heard that? Okay, so that's a that's no. a New Testament thing. That's what Jesus. Oh, okay, that's yeah, new know. to me. Yeah, he's he's not fun. He, he saves the, he saves the world and all, but you know where's where's uh, my Old Testament blood and gore and metal mayhem? Like that's that's the fun stories. That's the fun um, stuff. Yeah. Yeah, but okay, so the the whole thing with that is is that it was there was one letter that would get miswritten kind of often. And it would change the the word camel to cable, like in a fishing uh, part of a fishing vessel. Mm. Mm. So, I mean, they say like, oh, maybe that makes more sense because why would a camel go through the eye of a needle? But like at least rope makes sense to a thread. I'm like, yeah, but the camel's like, there's also an argument that's saying that like there was a saying that was uh, to, to show that something is impossible. You say an elephant. But since there was no elephants in, you know, Nazari, uh, they used the word camel instead. So it was like, you know, just a, a turn of phrase. Right. Yeah. Just but to make it fit. And what's so mind blowing to me about that is if you're like me and you and you you feel or at least believe that this is all made up, right, that this none of this is true. As fun as it is, like if you don't actually believe there were Norse gods or Odin or Thor or anything like that. It makes me think of like people who argue over Star Wars, right? Like they must, like those arguments must have existed when they were first writing these things down in the Latin or in English, mm. like people arguing over like, you know, Odin's motives or how many, how many crows he had or, you well, know, the thing did Swagman really have six it, feet? I don't know. Okay. So the, the poetic Edda is, is very like, um, concrete like we know that these were are some of them are very old like older than like you know the year 700 like they can Mm. prove that by the by the words that are being used and how they were spelled and everything like Mm. that because the the prose and poetic edda is not even written in runes right they're written in the latin alphabet you using like the thorn 
uh, letter and different things like that. Um, like the O Keldata, which are just like a like um, I think it's the O with a hook on it, or it's either the O with a slash. It's one of those O's. But like, so it's using like those kind of symbols as well, uh, which we used to use in English, but we don't anymore because of the printing press. Yeah, that that changed a lot too. That's what I'm saying. Like every time the medium, I guess you could say that that was used, or the technology that we that was used to share these stories, right? These Bibles and these stories, these myths, because they're myths now. But back in the day, they weren't myths, right? That was like the great the, the, the story you told for the creation of you know man that mm-hmm. that used to be the origin story let's say right for those people in that part of the world yeah so every time they had to like or want not had to or wanted to translate it and interpret it and put it into a text or eventually you know into radio into movie and things like that mm-hmm. they were in fact limited in a sense by the technology that they used and there in are terms of stones there are rune yeah. stones that are are monuments in certain areas to like uh, pronounce like who was here, what they were doing, things like that. That have like um, uh, there's a story of Thor that when he goes on a fishing fishing trip with one of the giants and then to get a hold of a kettle so they can make uh, mead, right? Uh, but it's carved. The symbolism is, and there's also like you know runes that reinforce the story because it's kind of hard to, to see what's going on in those drawings because like carving into stone is pretty difficult i would assume i never that's tried. another thing too like yeah like with the just to like make comparison like with the egyptian drawings and stuff and how they interpreted i've i've watched documentaries where literally different prof- experts right mm. so called i don't know how you become an expert because it's there's nothing to compare it to you have to imagine what it means right to, for, to some extent but not to not to you know make not to take away their credit well, but it's interesting how like they, it, there's so many different ways to interpret those drawings and it, it, it seems to be affected or not affected but applied to norse mythology as well especially a lot of that stuff's like you said it's on monuments and cave walls and mm-hmm. rune sticks that they found you know that they dig up yeah and then like what's cool about this is that with norse mythology and greek and um hindu and it, it, they all come from uh, Indo-European culture, right? So these myths mm. have started in one place and they, they've branched off and changed. Because I think it's like Indra and Thor are like the same person, like if you follow the etymology. Um, Tyr and Jupiter or uh, oh, Zeus yeah. are the same name. They're the same person etymolo- etymologically. Uh, Odin and Ares are the same person. It's like... That's always been my favorite god. Aries, or yeah, well, I'm biased too because Aries turns into Mars when it becomes Roman, right? Yeah, and that's the origin of my name. So, it's oh, like, ah, yes, that's why yes. I have that, that fighter spirit, that aggression. <laughs> it's like, I like that. I know it's yeah, bullshit, but you're, you're, but you're, it's you're cool. too thinky to be uh, uh, Aries, you know, Aries is, is just attack, attack yeah, he's, attack. he's more mindless, he's just pure pure hostility yeah he's, yeah, he's don fry a true aries would be like mike tyson or don fry no i agree yeah you you got that more of a Athena approach you know you, you kind of think out your tactics and your battle and how you're gonna win the day right that's for sure what so, kind of god which god do you think you most relate with oh man out of norse mythology i don't even know because it doesn't 
so in Norse mythology, there's no god of, right? Like God, uh, Thor's not necessarily the god of lightning and thunderstorms, right? He's mm. more, if anything, he's a god of the people, right? Though so that's mm. what he, he's a god, he's a protector. He, a protector he's, of man. Yeah, that's what he's there for. He's always out there fighting giants, keeping the world safe. Oh, that was another thing. Emir's eyelashes became the wall that uh, that surrounds Midgard. And Midgard means middle enclosure. So like, mm. um, so the end I of think the it's Garther. Garther is 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 just me enclosure. Yeah. So he made the eyelashes into uh, into the wall that's around. It makes it. me think of like the tears or whatever it was, the perfect drops of water that created the islands of Japan. Oh, um, yeah, yeah. I don't know that story well. Now enough, I'm jumping around on but, you. Yeah, yeah. I'm um, stretching your uh, your myth knowledge out, dude. I love. Uh, uh japanese mythology is so cool like shintoism because mm. there's there's so much it's crazy because like each everything has a spirit everything is is in itself and its essence has an, an animation to it um and anything that reaches 100 years old becomes alive <laughs> that's like that's like the you know that's cool that it makes me i had a thought about like i used to compare for some reason i would compare japanese uh, mythology or asian but mainly like japanese mythologies to north greek and like roman mythologies because those are like mm -hmm. my favorite egyptian stuff like that and i noticed that like one of the biggest difference to me maybe you can like comment on this if i'm wrong is that with the japanese mythologies everything sort of has like a natural order or process to us that makes sense right for the most part like you can see the logic in the design of the science fiction let's call it right whereas like with norse mythology or 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 like um i don't know egyptian is not a good example but yeah norse mythology is a good example where it's, things just seems like totally random it's like well why does it why you can't really ask why you know eyelashes make a frozen wall that's just what fucking happened like, that's just, <laughs> you know yeah like how, how do how do you make an enclosure out of eyelashes like it's like well he's he's just that big man that's just but the like, way it works. It, yeah. Are they stacked? Are they sideways? Is it like posts? Like how? Yeah. They, there's there's no figuring it out. Yeah. <laughs> and, and I like I I, that's it? an interesting thing. But I like that the Japanese stories have a lot of structure to them. Like you, I feel like a lot of science fiction movies and entertainment borrows from that that structure, that storytelling structure, because that's what I re that's what really uh, stands out to me is the storytelling structure of Japanese mm. myths. Uh, in general or Chinese myths, although Chinese myths, I feel like are kind of more towards the North side of things they are kind of random. Like shit just kind of happens. You know what I mean? It's a bolt of lightning. You don't understand it. It just happens. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I'm not sure. Um, like a lot of like, cause there's like different things in Chinese. It depends which, which one you're looking at. Cause there's like, um, there's Buddhism, there's, and there's some Tao, you know, there's other things and you can become venerated, you know, and become like, you know, you can become a god by doing heroic deeds pretty much is what it seems like yeah i think that's pretty like cool that's another norse like thing or no, not norse but i guess greek like well thing. kind of okay so there's um uh all time no not all time what's his name theology theology he is a human right and he lives on the edge of uh of midgard so he's like right in between jotunheim where the giants live okay first of all Jotunheim and Jotuns and giants, they're not all necessarily huge. Some mm. of them are. Some of them look normal, like normal people. Like 
Frey Frey marries a giantess and she's just like a beautiful girl. Like it doesn't mean it's more like protests. a race name and we've adapted yes, it to a It's like a, a tribe. It's like a, just a different tri- a tribe. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like that's the same thing with the Vanir. The Vanir and the Aesir, they uh kind of like merge together, but they're two different tribes that that came together out of a war and just like made it work. But couldn't make it work with those giants for some reason but they still intermarry and have babies with each other like thor is the product of uh the earth giant i can't remember her name and an odin like he's not even uh a frigg's son who's yeah they don't even explain that like in the in the thor marvel movies right when they say loki is like you know half or is a giant child or you know yeah yeah so like they don't show like when you see the giants they're like okay these things are 13 15 feet tall so it's like mm-hmm. how did that happen how does that work i gotta know the mechanics <laughs> show me oh yeah okay so theology we can go back to him so he's okay. a human that lives on the edge right he lives in like the in-between um thor comes by and he's like he's like hey show me your hospitality because i'm on a journey and he's then loki's with them and then uh just like yeah we'll show you a hospitality but like we're poor farmers and it's been really bad this like harvest season so we don't really have much we'll get we don't have no meat our chickens all died so we'll give you uh we'll give you these vegetables that we got you know if we starve we starve it's cool and thor's like nah it's good let me kill my goats and he just slaughters his goats real quick he's like whatever you do though don't eat that don't crush the the bones don't crush the bones and they're like all right dude whatever it's your goat and then Loki, like, he's all like, hey, Thialzi, you know why uh, Thor doesn't want you to eat them goats? Because then if you ate the, the bone marrow inside that bone, you'd be just as strong as as Thor. Oh, That's how that works. It's like, yeah, so Thialzi's like, damn, all right, Thor's going to bed. I'm going to eat that bone marrow. So he eats it. He's like, I'm going to be big and strong. Uh, that's not the case. He's still the same. Thor wakes up in the morning, and he's like, all right, time to revivify my goats. And he's like, magics him and it's both his goats uh tooth nasher nather tooth nasher and i can never remember the other goat's name um but it's something else like that it's like they're, they're great and they're just goats are cool um <laughs> but tooth nasher has a limp in his leg and he's like who broke the bone i told you not to break the bone and then uh uh theology's like i did it and then he's like it's like you. I should kill your dad because you're just a child and you don't you don't got you know the mind to to you know what I'm saying. Anyways, <laughs> so he became a Southern Baptist uh, pastor for a second. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so theology's like, no, let me become your thrall. All right, I'll I'll pay my dues that way. I will be your little slave. And he's and then his sister's like, yeah, but you're I'm going with you. So theology kind of like becomes not necessarily venerated but he becomes one of the gods with them right he's always with them he's because his thing is that he's super fast right and he can he can outrun anyone or anything except for thought which is happens later down the story he races he's like wow so so he's like a hermes then he's like the flash the origin of i mean yeah he's like the fastest human alive that's for sure and he he is human which is crazy because he can keep up with the the walking speed of giants and things like that like actual giants like the mm-hmm. tallest mountain giants like the big ones yeah yeah 
because that happens later on down the line. It's another long story. No, there's there's nothing but long stories when it comes to mythology, especially Norse. Yeah. Yeah. No, because it all kind of interconnects, right? The weird thing is, is that um, in the Poetic Edda, it's not told linearly. Like, there's no, there's no, like, way to tell where things kind of fit. It all seems to kind of happen at once. Um, I mean, obviously, the the war between the Aesir and the Vanir happens before um, the gifts of the gods, right? Where they get their, uh, Thor gets his hammer, um, Siv gets her hair back, uh, Odin gets Gunnir his spear, uh, Freyr gets uh, Golan Bursti and his giant ship that folds up into like a pocket square. So it's you like, know, I can't figure out go. Sorry. Go ahead. Yeah. No, I was just going to say like, so there's like ways to kind of piece together where it goes, what, but like in, in general, there's no, there's no real, it's not told linearly because Odin's also jumping around in time, talking to different soothsayers. Um, what do they call them? Skulls and, uh, voles. And, uh, they they are telling him what's to come and like why Baldur's having nightmares and things like that about Ragnarok and things like that. So it's prophecy, that kind of stuff. Yeah, so it's hard to kind of tell when exactly we are. You know what I what I've always wondered about too is why do the sons of why do the sons and daughters, the children of the the creators of the universe and life, which are really the true gods they seem to be born with powers that they then kill their parents with. And then they have the mantle of God. That's always been sort of weird, strange to me. You see well, that. That, in happens, you see that, that in, happens a lot in Greek mythology. I would not so much in, uh, uh, well, that's what happened Norse here mythology. too, right? With the Norse, like you, you, they, they, your mirror is killed by his own. Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah you're right. That, children, that did happen. Right? Well, so it's, it's his like grandchildren, but yeah, his grandchildren. That's even worse. It's like they're, they're two bloodlines removed. Like, why would they be more powerful or even have that power? And why? What's their motivation for doing it? Well, they wanted like to create, have creation, right? Because they were just existing in, in a in the nothingness, pretty much. So they did it out of boredom. Yeah, that's what it seems like. It was, dude. Odin's not a good dude. Like, none of them are good. Thor's kind of good. Tyr's pretty yeah. honorable. Tyr, like, you know, sticks his hand in the Fenrir's uh, mouth to to show that the gods aren't pulling a trick, but they are. So he's like, yeah, but I'm going to let you eat my arm because I know that it's, you know. So he's, like, still offers oh, so himself the, to he's protect. The, the philosopher. The, he, so that's like an existential argument, right? Yeah. To, to prove reality, I'm going to sacrifice my arm. Yeah, pretty much. Um, I would I would say Loki's he's just out for himself. I mean, he's just, he's like the definition of chaotic neutral. Like he doesn't care about either side or a narcissist, a sociopath. Yeah. 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 But he's like, he just does what he wants to do. And if it benefits others then cool, but if it doesn't, then if it benefits others, it's going to benefit himself really is what it comes down with when it comes to Loki. Um, I would say hell. She's not a bad girl. She's all right. You know, She's just she's just doing her nine to five, man. She's yeah, just, she's just sitting. She's lucky. She's the luckiest of. Well, I don't know. Jormungandr's that doesn't have it bad either. But at least hell doesn't seem to die in the Ragnarok, right? Like she just kind of sticks there. Well, but yeah, where would all the dead things go? <laughs> well, because she, she only gets the ones that don't die in battle, and then Odin gets half of the ones that die in battle, and Frigg gets uh, the other half. 
Oh, really? I didn't know yeah, that. yeah, yeah. And most people don't know that. Um, yeah, I'd never, I had never heard that before. Yeah, because she also has her own hall where the warriors go. It's not just Asgard. Really? So what yeah. is Freya's? What is her? What are the? Oh, what's the criteria? Frig, there's Frigg. Frigg is Odin's Frigg. wife. Yeah. Frigg. That's what I meant. So what is she the criteria just gets to be owned slain. by Frigg's soul? She is oh, half, okay. half of the battle slain. That's it. But there's and no she, like. No, there's there's no rhyme or reason why she chooses one over the other or why she. Gets it's just it. logical management. Well, Odin can't yeah. handle this by himself. So. Well, yeah, because there's a limited amount of uh of doors and, and rooms in Asgard. that is interesting there's a limit that is really there is why so like is if, there a limit and who set the limit and why interesting because if it, it, you can do the math right like because it's like so many doors so many like halls and so many things right i forget how, what it is exactly but people have done it it's like there's only like like it's it's like a gotta be less than a million i think i think it's like a few hundred thousand so eventually which has probably happened by now there's been enough like warriors slain there's not enough room in asgard so you don't become one of the einhari which are like the battle slain like they that fight every night i remember the einharar yeah, yeah i remember so I, I used to be the first thing i ever like studied that to see how it aligned with reality and history was the runes because that was one of my favorite because my favorite rune is mm. madness i love mm -hmm. the runes i love how each rune has like its own story and like um not just symbolism but like purpose in the world like what it stands for what it means i just on well, its own it, really it's just each rune for the names it just weighs it's like the the letter a that's the name of the letter a so manaz is just the the name of the the letter manaz right that's but all, i mean that's it, all it, it is. has meaning behind it like they all have a at least when I looked it up, they yeah, all had that, that, that's like meaning. that's like it uh, added on. That's not. Oh, that's like, an, like that's like the astrology of of ruins yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. Oh, okay. So I was duped. Yeah, a little bit, <laughs> but they're still cool. Like vine runes are awesome. Uh, I use one in my serving. Uh, we have like tip trays, and I uh, I I like write a little sore bind rune because I like try and like look like a Viking when I'm you know doing my my stuff at medieval times. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. So I like. You know, any aesthetic I can add any little details, I'll I'll do. And then some people catch it, some people don't. So it's fun. It's a fun little Easter egg. I like that though. Yeah, I I like. Uh, yeah, that's like, it's almost like an inside joke that you can have with them. I used to hide yeah. shit like that all the time, all over the place, wherever I would go. But the joke was always on me. <laughs> I always felt like deep down, what am I? What am I doing? Am I just trying to? F am I fishing for? some other unique personality that would, you know, recognize that reference. It's like a, you know, like an obscure quote from a movie or something. Yeah. Right. No, I, someone that like, like I get you. And then it makes you feel. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like, did you get it? Oh, okay, good. Yeah. And then we're, I never see that person. That, yeah. It's like, we're brothers, but you know, <laughs> just for a moment, that's yeah. as long as I'm comfortable <laughs> yeah. with it. <laughs> well, it's like when you find, when you first meet someone, right. You start asking them, what movies do you like? Like what, what music do you listen to? And this, you're trying to find commonality. How like much that. does that matter to you? Like if you, if someone you just meet, say like a, it doesn't matter. Like if it's a guy or a girl, obviously if it's a woman, it would be whether you'd be, you would be judging attraction first before like ability, right? That's just like mm -hmm. a straight guy's thing. But like, even with a guy, if you want, if you think you could be friends with the guy that you just met, is it how, how much does it matter when, you know, like the first thing you learn is like, they're heavy into like Norse mythology or something like that, or you recognize those little things. I don't think it, it doesn't matter if they don't, but if they do, it's something to bond over. 
Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because like, if I'm really into this thing, you shouldn't trust him over it, right? It's not right, a but it's something. It's something that's like that. Oh, now we have something to talk about. Like, there's not this like awkward silence anymore. Like, we can like we can become friends. We have something to you know friend over, right? Yeah, but it, it's I, I think that it doesn't matter if they're not into it, right? If it is just like okay, well, let's find something else that we can talk about. It's just the next. Do you ever Next judge people that you more. see and label them as like different gods? Sometimes I do that. Like, which character do they fit in? It's kind of a weird thing to do, I know. But I used to do a lot of people watching when I was bored in my yeah. apartment. No, I didn't use it. the powers of reality to like destroy my parents, but <laughs> no, I, I I've never done that. But I kind of like that idea to start doing that. Like, just watch people's like personality and see like who are you most like? Are you a, are you an Aries? Like, oh, yeah, definitely. Like, just like mindless and just go, go, go. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to have to start. I'm still trying to think of what God I would align with. I can't think of it. I'm having trouble aligning, but the problem is that my my versions, the versions of the gods in my mind are all Hollywood versions. They're all comic book versions. I mean, I, even when I learned, like, we've talked before, even off camera, off mic about norse mythology a lot because it's something i really love too but Mm. i always have to square it like with the actual stories that you know and have read or the things i've seen myself with what was already like tattooed on my brain you know what i mean and then my brain decides which one it really wants to favor in that in that struggle of like definition yeah well the thing is like they're all so flawed too you know so it's like which one am i willing to accept their flaws like frey like his flaws are he 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 sits on on Odin's throne and just views the world at one point, like uh, across all nine realms. And he sees a girl, and then he falls in love with her. And then he sends his slave uh, to to court her. And then he he's like crying over her. And then the slave like threatens her into marrying a Frey. And then he like finally finds out that he's gonna marry this girl. He's like but how could I wait that long? And it's only like nine days or whatever. It's like, okay. It's like, calm down. Like, why are you so melodramatic? I could be dead by then. Yeah. Right. But it's like, that's interesting. That makes me wonder if that's like the origin for, or the, if they got the concept for Cerebro from Odin's throne. I love that idea that you sit in the throne and now you can see all of reality. That's kind of a cool idea. That's like Heimdall's thing is that he can like hear grass grow across all nine realms. Like what's insane. Like, that's like Superman on steroids right there. You know, imagine Superman, Superman hearing like, you know, some Lois Lane, three planets away, you know, what's I'm, more I'm impressive sure too. Like the fact that you can, you can intake that kind of data or that you can manage it. I think the management to... is that is, yeah. is more because it's like how fucking loud is it that someone's talking to you like right next to you like Thor just comes up you know he's just like blasting some giants like hello Heimdall how are you and then he's just like dude can you like calm down like I can hear I'm, I'm listening to the grass music <laughs> over there right like what are you talking about right now too loud. Into, I'm watching a tennis match you know on uh, Planet 9 dude like don't disrupt <laughs> right now that would be really cool, though. I've also, I've often thought, like, yeah, that man, that would be insane. That is such an insane power. Like, just the input of data into a mind is kind of mind blowing when you think about it. You know? Yeah, like Maybe that's, that's one of the things about Superman is whenever I see that, like, whenever that's well, one of my favorite things is when they first introduce 
powers to Superman. And he's like freaking out. I was like, yeah, I'd freak out too. It's like, oh, like, why am I hearing people like all around me everywhere that's like distance away and I, and everything is so loud and everything is so vibrant. That's another thing. Just seeing is, is, is another thing. I mean, just having all these different, like, you know, uh, perspectives because he can see like x-ray and stuff like that well they so, address they, they address that a kind of a cool way in the all-star superman um storyline hmm. where he becomes so powerful that he can see quantum mechanics at work so, like, so he, he has see, microscopic eyes yes yeah, not just like x-ray vision but he can actually see into the all detail. of reality churning yeah so is he like with Neo with the, when he? Yeah, sees I the guess code? he's like Neo. He can see the Matrix, you know. So now we're really going. Here we go, simulation talk. Uh, yeah, it's like. Uh, but no, yeah, that's that's. Uh, man, I love I love mythologies. It, it makes me wonder too. I've thought before, like how long before our current religions become mythologies, or will they? Because of how technology works now, will that even be possible? Current like, religions, as in that? like our, as in Christianity, Muslims, and yeah, and because I, I was thinking earlier today, I was watching. Um, I don't know what else to call it though. What do you call stories from the Bible, but mythology, dogma? Well, is that the word? Well, no, no, dogma means something else. Well, you you just call it religion now, right? Yeah. So but it's like, how do I? Just, there's a line. How, how do I say in Christianity thing? Like, what is what is the thing that the stories are? Are they, oh, is there, uh, not scripture, just like scripture, you know, it's too fancy. I want a broader well, term. That that's, I mean, implies everyone. I feel like that's the word. Myth the reason the word mythology exists is because when the powers, the elites decided to adopt a new uh, religious structure, right? Architect, mm -hmm. they couldn't just say this is the religion of the past because that would make people question its authority or source of knowledge. So they called it myth. In other words, like saying, like, yeah, in other words, yeah. giving like the Discredit. people of ancient times, yeah, giving them a, well, giving them like a get out of jail free card. Like, oh, they didn't, they weren't lying to us. They were just mistaken. They were just telling myths. It sounds softer, right? Yeah. Instead of saying, oh, well, well, this I remember old, when I was a kid, religion. okay, and I, and I was, you know, I grew up in a Christian household and I was like, I found out that about Greek mythology and I was like, wait, people actually believe that? Like, how could they believe in like those, all those different gods? But me as like a eight year old boys believing in Jesus Christ and all this other mm. and, and the Christian Bible and everything. And then it wasn't until later that I questioned myself. I'm like, how am I different than that? Like, what's the difference? I don't know that this is true. And they didn't know that it was yeah. true or not. You know, no, so and, like, and, and you point out, I think an interesting difference to point out there in your comparison is that, because I noticed like a New Testament, like New Testament is full of characters, just like older religions and mythologies, right? Yeah. Like the, the biggest difference is, is that their trials were all like philosophical trials or endurance trials, and they were mm. human. They were, they were brought down to a human level. They were, it wasn't, you know, uh, Thor fighting giants with, you know, on a chariot pulled by his super goats that sound like metal bands. It was, you know, like Abraham having to sacrifice his own child. You know what I mean? Yeah. That was something that, that people that's could Old relate Testament, to. And that's so fucked up. Oh my yeah, God. Yeah, so that's not New Testament. That's Old Testament. But that's what I mean. Both Old and that's New. That's what I'm saying about Old Testament. They had their own it, characters. They just weren't, it wasn't Thor or Hercules or any of that kind of shit. You know, they were more human right. and their well, trials and were more human. 
And then the other thing with the Christianity is that the Bible's gone through different iterations throughout its history, right? It, like, if you look at the Ethiopian Bible, like it, today, has, it does. Yeah. Yeah. It has way more books. Like, it has the Book of Enoch. It has, uh, um, I forget the other ones, but there's like um, the, who's the one that betrayed Judas? Something of Judas Iscariot. Uh, like, what he has written the books of Judas Iscariot or something like that. I don't remember. Hmm. But like, they have other books of the Bible in there. And, it's just like how how do you know what to follow? And then oh, you were talking about the characters, but in the Book of Enoch, they go uh, amongst the angels, right? Like Enoch is, uh, is is risen to heaven and he's alive and he's is viewing all the different um, levels and stuff like that and how the intricacies of the different uh, angels work and their ranks and stuff like that, and they're terrifying. <laughs> they're like some scary crazy. shit overall. They're some yeah. crazy creatures. Like the wheels cool within wheels, is. like that. That's one of my favorite. I love the wheels within wheels because it's an angel that is, it's like two wheels that are kind of like a think of like a a gyroscope where it has like a like a circle going one way and a circle going the other way, but like there's eyes all along those circles and then there's an eye in the center. Like that's insane. <laughs> look upon ever, me and be not afraid like what how how do i not be afraid okay teach thyself it's like if you're going through a bad trip you got to just let it happen like it's just just convince yourself look i can't do anything i can't defend myself i'm naked i have to just take whatever pain or weird shit is going to happen to me but i was going to ask you like do you think you ever take you ever look back at mythology or myths through like a modern lens, like when you look at social media and the different ideologies that are at war with each other today, do you think that in some way it was similar in ancient times? Do you feel like, you know, the, the, the camp of Christianity versus the camp of, um, well, what, would, what is it called? Norse? What's the name of the religion? Well, we just know it as Norse mythology. Yeah, That's the thing. But, like what, what did they call it? Right. So well, like, we don't do even that, know how they practiced it. We don't really yeah. have any solid evidence on how they like praise their gods we found uh idols but that doesn't mean that they weren't just uh figurines to to have to remind you more like a buddhist thing like you don't really i mean like you pray but it's more like uh like casual it's a, it comes across to me as more casual it's not as uh all-encompassing unless you're a right. monk of course but yeah you know yeah and then so we we don't even know how a lot of weddings even happened like we don't know how that how weddings were because you don't really re write about that kind of stuff which is which is crazy well, some cultures did so a lot of cults like some cultures were very specific about their weddings it, it, it determined bloodline and about you know like for you mm -hmm. know your wealth and because imagine that too like imagine tracing someone's land ownership or bank account before we had any printing or you know what i mean oh, like things dude, had to be transferred that's what over. all canaric uh, form it was, it was uh, in mesopotamia where it's like those triangles on triangles on triangles yeah. uh that that's mostly this guy bought this much wheat this is where the yeah. wheat is <laughs> you know it's like we have this much wheat left like that's how they deciphered the languages because we have so many records that were that were just like um business records yeah reverse engineering. that's how that's how a lot of writing started is and were used was for business like people didn't read books and novels and things like that well right like, well why would you if you just you grew up a, in a far, family of farmers you just farmed and you lived in your village and yeah. that was your profession you knew you didn't have to think about what you're going to be in life you were born into it that's you know what i mean yeah that sounds kind of awful 
No, it's but it like it's, kind of in some freeing, way it sounds wonderful. It sounds awful. I don't know. I feel like uh, George Carlin is right in, in one way when he said, you know, too many options. It's not healthy. I like you know? the option. I like, I kind of like the parable of choice because like, oh, I hate that. I hate, I hate being paralyzed really? by not being able to decide on what I want to do like with my life or anything. Oh yeah. You know but I mean, I mean that mostly at the grocery store when I'm looking at 30 bags of chips, it's like, I can have all of them or just one. If I was going to have just one bag of chip, what is it going to be? Not ruffles, I tell you that. Not a big potato chip, man. Imagine how much time you, we lose in life being oh, confused and interrupted and undecided. And, and and it's done to us on purpose. It's you know to slow us down, to paralyze. Like, a, like an MMO, it's mm. like fetch questing. You know what I mean? Mm. Now you're... I've been thinking... I don't like that. I don't like I it. No, I don't like it either. <laughs> I, I never thought about how much time I waste looking at ingredients and deciding amongst products and things like that. That's frustrating. I I can't help it. I guess because I'm getting, you know, I just hit forty, so I'm having my midlife crisis or whatever. I I can't help thinking about stuff like that lately. Like I really, I start thinking about like, what am I doing with my time? Like, how can it be? used to do more for me because it's like i spent all this time in entertainment it's like wow i have wasted so many hours on entertainment and it's like well what if i just redefine the word entertainment what if i took entertainment and made entertainment um becoming an excellent guitarist or a professional singer you know what i'm saying like really choosing a vocation of that, that really you know speaks to me that's why i always try and add my entertainment into chores so like working out i have you know, podcasts or videos yeah. playing. Um, or if I'm, you know, cooking, things like that. Things that don't require ultimate focus, you know, and I can still kind of look back and forth at two different things. Switch tasking, as they call it, because you can't multitask. So if Tyr, if Tyr was real and okay. he showed up on social media, he was on mm -hmm. TikTok and he made a video and he wanted to prove himself to modern men and women. That he was What Tyr. would he do? Yeah, what do you think he would do? Obviously, his arm being bit off by a giant wolf just wouldn't cut it. Right, no right. It's already done. He's like, who? Yeah, anyone could be an amputee. What do you? Who are you? Um, I mean, he could, he could show me his mom. If I saw his, no, no, not his mom. His grandmother. His grandmother has like over a hundred heads. That's what it was. I think. I think his grandmother has a hundred heads. That's what I want to see. I want to see his grandmother. You can put her on TikTok, then I'll believe it. If you like what you're hearing, or even if you don't, that also helps. <laughs> yeah, especially if you're still listening, then please consider supporting the show. We're working hard on our passion to create quality content, and we want to bring you much more. Indeed, we've got big plans for what we want to add to Audio Pong, and we'd also love to hear from you, the audience, on topics or content Zach and I can create for you. Visit AudioPong on RedCircle.com for more information on where to support the show and where to listen. Also, feel free to contact us directly through email with AudioPong at gmail.com. Be happy. Be healthy. And, and have, have a metal, metal life. life.